0: Hello, hello. Um, this is Brooke with the All Things Brooke podcast. Um, welcome back. For those of you who, um, have been listening, anyone who is listening for the first time, uh, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna jump on in today. Well, hello. Um, Thanks for those who are joining again, um, who have listened to last week's episode. Um, I hope that you all are doing well. hope you all are enjoying it so far. Um, If there's anyone new, hi, my name is Brooke. Um, And this is a podcast where I just talk about myself, my life, um, and all the things that come along with it. Um, yeah, I had posted on my Instagram, like, some, some questions, um, kind of seeing what you guys wanted me to talk about, um, which it's a newer Instagram, so I didn't get any replies. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, so, last week I kind of talked about, like, well, pretty much a lot of the major points of my life up until college um, I talked you know a lot about some traumas that that I went through um talked a lot about you know some of the bullying um that I went through, you know, and just that that label that I had on me as as a kid of being the girl whose parents were murdered. Um, yeah. So this week, I just kind of thought, you know, I could talk about one of the things that like from that, um, was kind of to talk about just like the small town aspect of my hometown and growing up in it. And, um, you know, kind of more in depth on what that was like. Um, so my town in Kentucky, um, which is different, so a lot of places like to say like just their town, um, and that's you know, they'll say that they're from whatever town, Kentucky, um, but like from where where I grew up, we always went by counties. So we would say, you know, I'm from whatever, whatever county, Kentucky. Um, and then you would have like all the towns within that county. Um, so I'm from Muhlenberg County, Kentucky. Um, but in that, like there's Greenville, Central City, Drakesboro, Bremen, Graham. Um, I don't even know all the little tinier towns, but like nobody ever really said like, oh, I'm from Graham. Um, I would just say I'm from Muhlenberg County. And especially like by the time I got to high school, they ended up consolidating the high schools. So instead of it being like a North high school and a South high school, it was just Muhlenberg County high school. Um, so all the kids in the county went to the same high school. So it definitely was one of those things where Like, it didn't matter what town you said you were from, because in reality, like, if you're talking to someone not from there, they just hear of Muhlenberg County High School, so they just think of Muhlenberg County. Anyway, sorry for that ramble. Um, Please don't log off right now. I know that a lot of you log off within the first five minutes. That's okay. Um, But it's still one of those things, being from western Kentucky, very rural, very still Southern, um, where you have a lot of those small town aspects, meaning like everyone knows everyone. Um, you know, I I may not have met every single person in Muhlenberg County, but by golly, I've probably heard about every person in Muhlenberg County, um, and vice versa. Like, A lot of people knew who I was growing up because they knew my grandparents. They knew my parents. They knew my story. Um, Then, you know, growing up, kids met me in school. Um, And that's just, that's how it was. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody's business. Um, (laughs) One of the the biggest uh, places that I saw growing up where everybody talked about everybody um in the county and what was going on with everybody was a church. Um small town churches, right? Um and that's a whole other thing right there is just the small town southern um church atmosphere. Um I grew up in a missionary Baptist church. Um it was, it was interesting to say the least. Um, and I do want to preface this as I am a Christian. Um, I don't have a certain denomination that I, you know, label myself as right now. I just say that I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. Um, and I believe that, you know, my relationship with them is based on you know me and how i talk to them and how how i live my life and um it's a little bit different than how i i guess i was raised um but I, after growing up in a small town um everybody you know went to these certain churches all the kids at school would sit, you know, with their friends. And a lot of times their friends were, you know, their their youth groups um, at church. Um, so, like, a lot of the kids that were in my youth group at church were all really good friends at school. Um, a lot of times it was almost like a competition on whose church or whose youth group was better, um, so, like, I remember the, the most, like, popular, popular kids at my school were all in a youth group at one particular Baptist church, um, in, in, in another town, um, and mostly because that's, they were, um, they had a little bit more money, their families were a little bit more well-off, um, that went to that church. And so they were the popular kids. They all knew each other from youth group. They all hung out together. Um, and that's how it was not saying that quite a few of them weren't some of the worst bullies that I ever encountered. Um, but that also goes for like any church in that County and any youth group or any kid at my school. Um, you know, and even me, like I, I know I've definitely bullied people in my life. Um, you know, I was a part of of that group with, with my youth group. Um, it was, they were kind of, I guess, technically considered like the popular kids of my grade. Um, and you know, I was included. I was, I was like invited to sit at the, the lunch table and I was in a lot of their classes. But at the same time, like I also did not relate to a lot of them. I wasn't invited to a lot of things like if they had parties or, if they were all going to the movies or whatever, like I probably wasn't going to get invited to that. The The only time that really I was, you know, ever going to hang out with these kids is if I was the one hosting, you know, a pool party or, you know, a sleepover, a get together at my house or whatever. But other than that, you know, I wasn't necessarily included. Um, a lot of a lot of the bullying that I experienced was from church kids, um and vice versa. like I said, like I was a church kid. I know that I also used to bully back whenever I thought you know that was that was the cool thing to do, and that's what I had to do to be accepted into the popular kids um, and it 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 took me up until um up until high school when a significant event happened and then everything was flipped on me. Um, and then I quickly realized how crappy it was, um, to be treated like that. Um, and then that's kind of whenever I started trying to change my friend group. Um, you know, I, I joined, I joined marching band. I love doing community theater, um, a lot of, and I loved, oh my gosh, I, I used to take dance classes. And I would do, you know, ballet, tap, jazz, um, all that fun stuff. And a lot of those people who were actually like just genuinely themselves, they didn't care about popularity. They didn't care about money. Um, they just wanted to have friends and to be friends. Um, and it, it wasn't until like I kind of, wanted to st- to stop trying to be included by the popular kids that I kind of realized like oh hey, a lot of these kids in in band or in theater or dance you know were actually really cool um some of them i'm I'm definitely still really good friends with today um, and after becoming like their friends and getting to know them better. I kind of got to see, like, from their side what it was like growing up, Um, being at the same school with with me and my old group of friends and um, them telling me, like, you know, whenever this rumor was spread around about me, like, this is how it made me feel and this is what happened. And, um, you know, it was atrocious and I didn't, sadly... I didn't quite figure that out until until high school. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely one of those things that you always see in a small town of, like, you know, your class distinguishes who you're going to hang out with. Um, the church that you go to distinguishes who you're going to hang out with. Um, and I know even, like, growing up, anytime I would make a new friend... Um, or, or want to have a boyfriend, I was always asked, well, what church do they go to? Well, what denomination are they? Well, what do they, what do they worship? Um, which was a, quite a big deal. Um, like whenever I started dating my now husband, um, like I said, I grew up missionary Baptist. He grew up Pentecostal, um two totally different different dynamics of of churches and worship and beliefs and um it w- I, it literally felt like we <laughs> whenever we started dating that we were just the talk of the town um at least with the adults um you know i feel like a lot of people at my church um were just kind of looking at me like I was crazy because I was dating out of the church. Um, It didn't matter if I really liked the guy. It was, you know, oh, that's not allowed because he's not a Baptist. Um, Which now neither of us are a particular denomination. Um, But yeah, um, the... The amount of, like, toxicity of small towns, of small town churches, of those, like, groupings um, is a lot that I've definitely had to deal with since I came to college. Like, whenever I came to college, I definitely got got to look back... At my life and see exactly, like as as if I were just watching a movie, right? Watching the movie of my life and I'm getting to see like, wow, this happened. Like, what was that about? Or wow, this was said and everybody thought that was normal. And wow, this was actually a thing that people went to. Crazy, Um, I'm going to plug another podcast here. So if you listen to Kentucky Trauma Therapist, um, it's a woman named Casey Cassidy. She is a graduate of the Western Kentucky, um, university. She went through the same master's of social work program that I did, um, But she has a podcast called Kentucky Trauma Therapist and her very first episode is called Hell House. Um, And it's pretty much just talking about like that toxic culture of, you know, rural, small town churches, um, which in my town, we called it Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. Um, And it's pretty much for anyone that doesn't know what Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames is, is... It's a play put on by churches in the area that um, pretty much gives scenarios. So say, um, like in her podcast, she was talking about um, one of the scenarios was like a girl who was maybe 14, 15. She had went to a party and she smoked marijuana. Well, you know, later on, her and her mom and her little sister in a car they get in a car wreck. They die. They go to heaven. Um, you know, they get to the gates and the guy with the book is flipping through and, and the mom comes up and he's like, yes, you've been a great Christian. You're welcome into heaven. Then the little sister walks up and he's like, yes, you're, you're so young. You're very innocent. Of course you're allowed into heaven. Well, then it gets to the teenager and he's like, ah, Yes, so actually, you smoked marijuana, um, even though you're only like 14, but that that's, you know, an illegal substance or whatever, so we can't allow you. So because you smoked marijuana at 14 years old, you're now going to hell, um, <laughs> which is just crazy. It's crazy, um, and they would have a lot of scenarios like that, like the entire play was, you know, maybe a teenager who is experimenting and kissed their same sex. Um, and so of course the, the play would then say that because you had homosexual, um, behavior that you're going to hell. Um, or another person you went out drinking at a party, so you're going to hell. Um, you know, I could get really fired up. Um, but just how she very much explains it very well about how that kind of culture is so toxic and traumatizing to children. Um you know, whenever I was growing up, I was baptized at the age of 6. 6 years old because there was a a sermon talking about hell. Um and me, little six-year-old innocent me was terrified of going to hell because I thought that, oh, I wasn't saved at six years old. So if I get in a car wreck and die, I'm going to hell. And so like I pretty much told everyone that I got saved. Um, in reality, with my beliefs now, is I think I was six. Like, I was innocent. I didn't know anything about the world. Um, there was no way that, that a six-year-old, or I think even a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, like, your brain is not even developed fully yet. You you haven't got to experience the world Um there's no way that if you were to die that you were going to go to hell. Um, And it's just, it's baffling. It's baffling to me. Um, But she really does a deep dive into her podcast about that um, and kind of goes into the the traumatic um, backlash that, that you then have to deal with your entire life, which is some of what I'm dealing with. Um, you know, I I have a therapist. I go see a therapist in a lot of my sessions and a lot of you know, the anxiety that I have about life, a lot of the depression that I have about my life, a lot of that is based on the trauma that I got from church. Um, which is called religious trauma. Um the the system traumatized me. Um You know, I, growing up in in the church, a southern church, a rural, small-town church, um, everyone knows everything about everybody. Um, Everyone talks about everybody. Um, I remember in high school, and I'm just getting really deep here, um, I was intimate with another boy in high school, um, who also went to the same church that I did. Um, and it was not just a couple days that we were back at church for a Sunday service and everyone there already knew exactly what happened. They knew exactly who had done it, AKA me. Um, And then I was just, I was, I was the talk of the church for probably weeks after that. Um, to the point where I was getting bullied by adults, um, which was ridiculous. Um, pretty sure there was probably, um, a, there was probably a, you know, lesson that day about, um, Sinning and going to hell, probably. Um, and it, I never realized until that point, like, how much that adults had to do with the drama of, like, teenagers. Right? So, like, growing up, you just kind of see, like, oh, there's some drama with some people. So, whether it be a couple people in the youth group or a couple people at school, um... And it wasn't until then that I fully realized the amount of input that the adults in the town had from it. So, example, if two girls at school were, you know, bickering, arguing, fighting, um, one girl, you know, is dating the other girl's ex-boyfriend, right? Right? So now everyone around school is talking about the girl who's currently with the guy saying that she's a home homewrecker, um, she's a whore, she's a slut, um, you know, she's just easy, whatever, when no one actually knows the situation probably. But then on top of that, you have adults who are talking, because I saw it all the time, Talking about these kids, like, on a Facebook status. Like, shaming kids for having a boyfriend in high school. Um, But because it wasn't their daughter, or their niece, or whatever. Like, they are now cyberbullying another teenager. You know, calling them horrific names. All for, like, nothing. Um, and what's crazy to me is, like, me growing up, I just thought that was normal. I thought that adults in the town just got to be a part of their their children's drama at school. I thought it was normal for moms to get together and talk about the drama that was happening. Or get on Facebook and talk about, oh, so-and-so hurt my daughter's feelings today. Let's all bash them. Um, but then I got to college, right? I got to college. I got to meet people. I got to, you know, get to know them. They got to get to know me and my life. And and things like this would come up in conversation. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, you know how parents would get involved in kids drama. And like, you know, sometimes like a parent would talk about another kid on Facebook. And other people are just like, What? Like, that doesn't happen. Um, Granted, I will say a lot of my friends that are in college are from the North or the Midwest. Um, You know, they're just like, even if they were from a small-ish town, it's just something I think about, like, Southern small towns where people are just like, no, that does not happen. Like, parents stay out of kids' drama. Um, They don't talk about other kids on the Internet. Um, anything that happens during the week is not brought up at church and is the topic of conversation. Um, and so a lot of my friends were completely baffled that things like this were happening. And then of course I get my own therapists. Um, I've, I've had a couple therapists since I've been in college and I, I tell them my whole life story, you know, blah, blah, blah. And every therapist that I've ever seen since I've gotten into college and I tell them about this, they are also like, what the heck, um, that's super traumatic, that's super toxic. Um, you know, I, I can't, they can't believe that, that adults would be doing this to children in their town, um. And now I'm thinking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it about this small town culture that thinks, that makes people think that behavior like this is okay? Um, You know, I, that was a big thing on why I, I stopped going to church for a while whenever I got to college, because I thought, Every church was the same. Every church was going to have adults who talked about the kids, adults who talked about each other. You know, everybody comes into church and shakes hands and smiles and laughs and whatever. But in reality, like, you're going to go eat lunch with a group of your friends after church and you're going to gossip about somebody else there. And so I get to college and I am terrified to join a church. I'm having to rework in my mind... What I think being a Christian is right, um, and so I, I was I was terrified for so long to step foot back in a church, um, because of all the religious trauma. Um, I was terrified to make other adult friends because I thought that everybody was still going to do the same thing. Everybody was going to talk about everybody else. Um, You know, I'm going to go hang out with this group of people and they're going to gossip about this group of people. Um, But what's amazing is (laughs) leaving your small town, moving to a more uh, uh, probably like progressive town. It's a university town. Um, That that doesn't really happen um and of course you're going to have some of those bad apples that probably do get involved in their kids drama but for the most part like that doesn't happen um i finally joined a church here um that's really warm and welcoming and um I- i've i've finally started joining like groups um and like everybody is just so warm and they just like they they talk goodness into everyone versus damnation, um, and I literally did not think that that was possible, <laughs> um, but it is. So you know, I, I've I've been asked a little bit to like talk about you know either church culture or small town culture, and I mean, I I really don't know. Um, much else to say. Granted, I'll probably ramble on for another 15 minutes, but it is a huge difference in, you know, maybe a more conservative, religious, southern small town, um, versus not, or versus a town that has a lot of people from a bunch of different areas, um, you know, make it up and, and make up the ideals of that town. And now, you know, I'm, um, I almost like don't want to talk about my hometown with a lot of people here. Um, Kind of like, you know, I don't want them to think that that's who I am because it's not. Um, You know, I don't, I don't want them to think that, oh, because I was raised in a town like that, that I was going to end up like that. Um, But I'm very thankful that I moved here because now I've, I've learned that that's not normal and that's definitely not how the world is. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy the amount of things that were taught in a small town, like, you know, which families were, were good and which families to stay away from, which families had the money. Um, so you knew that you, you know, you should probably be friends with them or, um, oh, make sure that you only hang out with the people that go to these types of churches and not these types of churches. Cause we don't, we don't interact with those people. Um, or even if we want to go there, um, with everything that's happening in the world, um, you know, like race, sexuality, um, you know, uh, growing up. It was a thing that was preached in a lot of churches um, in my town that you should not marry outside of your race. You should not date outside of your race. Um, But I get to Murray um, whenever I was in college and I met the most wonderful lady and she's still a good friend of mine. She is the most Christian woman I think I've ever met in my life. She would do anything for anyone. She would give the last dollar out of her wallet to anyone that needed it. She would give the clothes off her back. She would literally do anything in her power and in God's power to be the light and the good in the world. Um, And she's married to um, an African-American man who is also one of the best people I've ever met um do I think that she is any less of a person absolutely not um and it's just it's it's crazy to me that people from small towns or from you know those kinds of ideals that like they would be less than because of their love for each other but in reality, if you look at them as individuals and you look at them as a couple, they are one of the strongest, most loving, most compassionate, just best people, literally that I have ever met. Um, it, it's 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 baffling. It's absolutely baffling. And then you know you you grow up and you think you know being gay is is just horrible. Um, and you may have your own feelings on that. Um, you know, I know a lot of people from my hometown that everyone assumed, oh, they're gay. Oh, they're flamboyant and they're very feminine, so they must be gay. Or, oh, she's very much a tomboy and she hasn't had a boyfriend in a few years, so she's probably a lesbian. Um, Which, it's none of your business. Shouldn't matter in any way. And you get to church and all that's preached about is how homosexuality is ruining the world. And, you know, if you're gay, you're going to hell. And if you support gays, you're probably going to hell. And that's just what is drilled into your head all the time. Um, But then you leave that that small town and that kind of toxic culture and then you get to a more progressive town who preaches, you know, you everybody may have their own ideas. Um but in reality um if we want to bring the bible into it, the bible says to love everyone, right? Um love thy neighbor. Do not judge each other. Um And a lot of, of the churches around here, you know, we had the the pride parade here in my town um a few months ago. And some of the the people that were in the the very front of the parade marching hand to hand, um showing love and acceptance to a lot of these people that showed up in, in fear. We're, we're pastors and priests um, from these local churches. And it was, it was so good to see um, just that they're there saying, you know, everybody has rejected you. Everybody has damned you. In your life, you know, you're feeling unloved. You're feeling like you don't belong. But, like, I'm here to tell you that for me, and for my church, and for my town, that you're welcome here, and you're loved here, um, you're going to be accepted here, um, it was just amazing to see, and it was amazing for me, coming from where I came from, knowing that there are these people in the world that, that just have this unconditional love for everyone, um, and so it's definitely given me hope. <laughs> it's given me hope being away from my toxic hometown um, that that people are still good um, that these toxic beliefs that a lot of of people that a lot of southern small town Christians have um, is not what I have to listen to all the time. (laughs) Um, I get to go to a church every Sunday that speaks love, um, and, and speaks that no matter where you are in your life, no matter where you were last night, no matter, you know, who you love, no matter what you do for a living, um, no matter what color you are, what size you are, whatever, um, That you're gonna be loved, and that God loves you, and you're forgiven, and um, you were just as just as valuable the way that you are um, as anybody else, and it's really cool. Um, But it also probably, if you can tell by my tone, it, it just makes me angry that other people are still living, thinking a lot of those really traumatic, toxic beliefs, um, which are why people like me are, are still in, in therapy talking about all the, the, the things that bother us nowadays are because of that. Um, you know, I actually had therapy. Oh, sorry. That was really loud. (laughs) Um, I actually had therapy this morning. Um, and we talked a lot about you know, kind of how, how I am afraid of confrontation because I'm afraid of disappointing people, ultimately because I have a fear in my head that I am a disappointment, right? Um, and a lot of that is because every single time that I ever did anything or said anything, All the kids at school knew about it. All their parents knew about it. All their parents were probably talking about it. People in churches were probably talking about it. Um, You know, I was probably getting preached on uh, because of something that I did. And and, in total, it makes you feel like a disappointment. It makes you feel like you are less than. It makes you feel like you are just a disgrace, Whereas now I know that I'm not. I know that I have value. I know that I am a wonderful person. Um, But because of that small town and that toxic culture that I grew up in, I'm having to rework this dialogue that's in my head um, constantly. I look in the mirror and I get sick to my stomach because I see a chubby girl Because my whole life, kids and adults were talking about, oh, she's chubby. So we're not going to allow her to be in our group. We're not going to allow her to be on our team. Um, Parents were literally making fun of me because I was the chubbier one. Um, Going shopping with friends... I a lot of times couldn't get anything because they were going in stores like Abercrombie and Fitch or Hollister. They never had my sizes, um, and now I'm having to rework this this thought process in my brain that hey, just because I'm a size 16 does not make me less of a person. It doesn't make me less beautiful. It doesn't it doesn't make me less than. But that's what I grew up knowing is because that's all that anyone anyone talked about. Um, you know, I think of me being vocal about um you know, basic human rights. Um literally getting my degree in social work, which is pretty much you are an advocate for your fellow human. You are an f- advocate for um you know, those who don't have as much rights? Those who don't have the same opportunities. Um, so I'm very vocal, like on my social media, about um, you know women's rights, um, LGBTQ plus rights. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to be very unapologetically vocal about a lot of things. Um, but it, it never fails. It's always the people from my hometown that have a lot of those very conservative beliefs um, that just want to be stuck in their ways and not see the world for how it is. Um, and, and I remember one time, <laughs> whenever I had finally made my major social work, Um, and I was talking to someone from back home and, um, they were like, yeah, someone at church was talking about you, you changing your major to social work. Um, and so like, are you just going to be like helping homeless people? Like, because you know that, that anytime like a homeless person is begging for food, they're probably just begging for drugs. And like, I just don't understand, like, what you're trying to accomplish. Or, oh, you're joining social work so that you can be a therapist. Oh, you know that mental health is just, like, not real, right? Like, we don't talk about mental health because, um, you know, if if God wanted you to be happy, he would make you happy. And so you should just be happy. Um, so I don't understand, like, what mental health is, right? Um, it's, I don't know, this whole conversation that I'm having with myself and my phone is just mind boggling and baffling. And sometimes I cannot believe that I grew up where I grew up. Um, and that's a whole other episode that I'm definitely going to make one day is about mental health and the stigma of mental health in a small hometown. Um, let me tell you, it was horrible Um, growing up telling people that I was depressed. Either automatically they thought I was suicidal, which for a time I was. Um, or that I was just constantly trying to make everything about me. I was trying to get pity and sympathy. I was trying to, you know, just make it all about me so that everybody would just be listening to poor old me. When in reality, I was saying that I am depressed because of the amount of trauma that I've experienced in my life. And there for a time, it was getting very serious where I was having suicidal ideations. Um, and all that I was, back to that religious trauma, all that I was being told was, oh, just pray. You're not praying near as much. If you were if you were a good Christian and you were praying and reading your Bible like you were supposed to, God wouldn't make you depressed. So how how is a teenager or a child going through mental health having a lot of these feelings, feeling like they are totally alone, just to pretty much be told, "Yeah, you are alone because we don't believe you." and the only thing that we have to say is that mm, you weren't a good enough christian you weren't praying enough like what like <laughs> i don't i don't understand it but it it was how it was and it's how it was for the whole first 17 years of my life um with anybody um Yeah, I think I've run out of things to talk about today. And sorry if that was jumbled. Sorry if that was a huge mess. Um, I don't know. After my therapy session this morning, I was just kind of fired up on the whole religious trauma, small town toxicity aspect of of how I grew up. Um, And I just kind of wanted to talk about it. I wanted to get it out. I wanted to get it out there that... A lot of people, I think, from those small towns, and my town especially, is they, I legitimately think that they do not understand the amount of trauma, actual legitimate trauma that they are inflicting on themselves, on their children, on students at the schools, on the youth groups, on whoever, um... And that it has long-lasting effects um, that I'm still struggling through. I'm still working through. And that I know quite a few friends that grew up in my hometown that have now also gotten out. And they're going through a lot of the same things um, of just trying to rework and, and reframe our mindset And change it from that horribleness to something that we can probably use to help others like me making this podcast. Um, So that maybe anyone that grew up in something like I did, um, they'll know that they weren't alone in their experiences and that somebody else was also going through um, situations similar to that. Um, and that it's okay that if you need help or if you need therapy now, even though you're 24 or 34 or 44, heck, I think that a lot of the, um, a lot of the older generation, um, probably also need some therapy, definitely. Um, but yeah, so just kind of like, I don't know. I just want to be that person that maybe someone else could relate to. Um, and if this is your sign telling you to seek help, seek therapy, seek a friend, um, that you can, you can always email, um, me at allthingsbrook at gmail.com, um, or it may be all things Brooke podcast. I'll put it in the description below. <laughs> um, you can also contact me on my Instagram, um. All Things Brooke Podcast. Um, I'd love to chat about it. I'd love to talk to you about your experiences. Um, yeah. If, if you've stuck around this long um, and you want me to keep going or, you know, just may want to help me out a little bit, you can always um, rate this podcast, uh, leave, leave a review, and subscribe. That would that would be great. That would be cool. Um, so thanks to the whole like five people. Who actually listened to my whole episodes. Uh, appreciate you. Hope more will join. But it's okay if they don't. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll see you next week. Um, I hope that you stay. Cool, calm, and collected this week. But also if you need to scream into a pillow, I would support it. (laughs) All right. Hope y'all have a good one. Bye.